why why not take take this and go with it just kind of mess around and have fun It kind of reminds me reminds me of like when you're driving on like I-5 or any other busy road and you're passing all of these cars or you're in traffic and you look over and you see somebody else and you have no idea who they are, anything of that and you're just like you're just like they have a whole life history plan like back forth like just everything is so like unknown to you. Well, there's nothing nothing linear with my brain. In this week's episode, I speak with Marlon McGee. Marley is a student at U of O studying sociology and an overall ambitious individual. We met up at a local park to discuss growing up in Portland, her experience with education, sociology, as well as her plans for the future, which include flight school, as well as a French countryside bed and breakfast. We covered many topics throughout our conversation, and I hope you enjoy hearing about them. All that will be coming up just after this. You're listening to the Uniquely Eugene podcast, a show dedicated to highlighting the unique stories, ideas, and perspectives of the people living right here in our community of Eugene, Oregon. Here's your host, Anthony Che. Just a quick heads up for the episode, you'll be hearing occasional ambient noise from the park surrounding while listening to the show, but that means you can feel right in the space with us as we go about our conversation. Now that that's out of the way, we'll hear from Marley as she speaks about growing up in Portland and going through school at a highly accelerated pace. You'll hear in a moment her description of her high school and how their programs significantly benefited her as well as the other students. So, my name is Marley, uh, full name Marlena McGee. I grew up in Portland, born and raised, went to Jefferson High School, and I graduated Jefferson High School a year early with 45 college credits. So I came here to University of Oregon on Pathways uh, with already a year of college technically done, um, and which is great. It's so comforting to just be able to kind of bypass some of the prerequisites or the, the gen eds that you have to take and jump into the more like in-depth classes right away. Um, and. I went to, like, more into my, my past, I went to a K through eight that was all two, two classes per grade, same classes every single year, and same, same kids that I grew up with. And it was a K through eight that was a um, Spanish immersion. Um, and so there was a lot of also uh, Hispanic individuals there who did the English program. Um, and so there were two classes. I was in the, the Spanish immersion mm -hmm. and then there was also the English immersion in, mm -hmm. a, in a way at yeah. this school. And, um, but it was a very diverse class. And then I went to Jefferson, which was a majority black school. And I had a whole bunch of these cool programs that facilitated student engagement and, um, like outreach to these like a lot of families mm -hmm. that um, needed more assistance just because and our, our neighbor the neighborhood that the school was in was getting closer and closer to to major gentrification and um, I was right in that turn of a whole bunch of like these uh, higher class white families realizing the value of Jefferson the programs that they have put in place the the student 
like reach that teachers had mm-hmm. um, to influence and encourage um, because there there were other high schools that were pretty close in the area but they hadn't quite gotten the same programs in like they had um, like instead of doing college classes they had the uh, uh, AP classes and sometimes you don't get college credit for those mm-hmm. um, and so being able to take college classes and having my high school teachers support um, and also having my, my full f- familial support while going through all of this mm-hmm. was great. And I, I mean, I still went between houses because my parents are divorced and they've been divorced since I was eight, but, um, they had good communication and we spent equal time and it was, it was kind of fun cause I got two of everything. If I got in trouble at one place, I wasn't in trouble at the other place. Um, but it was also just kind of like a good building for communication from moving between all of these different aspects because I was in soccer, I was in dance, I I was in college at two different colleges. I went to PCC and PSU and and high school and then I did summer school to graduate a year early. And Mm so I was facilitating all of this for myself. I was pushing for it. I was like instigating this for my own need. Mm -hmm. And they were like, yeah, do it. We'll support you. Cool. And so that's kind of like how I've gotten to this point of, of being so interested in sociology. Mm-hmm. It's because it's so fascinating. As I'm sure you can tell by now, Marley is very much a textbook go-getter. I followed up her introduction by asking what led her to come here to Eugene and specifically UVO. She speaks about a great opportunity she received and how she came to her decision of studying sociology. What brought you to Eugene? To Eugene, it, it, pathways. Um, so through my school, one of the programs that was, you automatically, every single student had to take it. You had to apply to not take it. And it was a class on applying to schools, building your resume, and applying to scholarships. And you had to complete a certain number of things. You had to complete your resume, you had to apply to at least five scholarships, and you had to apply to at least three schools, three to five schools. Um, and through that, my teacher um, just threw out things for me to apply to. And because I was in that class, all of my application fees were waived. Um, and so made applying to scholarships and schools really affordable because there was no cost. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 one of the scholarships that I applied to through FAFSA because um, that was another thing that was you had to do it in order to complete the class was yeah. a, fill out FAFSA. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was also a requirement for some of the scholarships is to have that knowledge. Um, and through FAFSA, I ended up with Pathways. Um, Pathway Oregon is a great scholarship program that has facilitated a lot of students coming to school tuition um, and fee-free. Um, uh, tuition assistance, fee waivers, as well as resources as yeah, well, right? Like yeah. academic advising and Yeah, they have things. free academic advising yeah. and whatnot. It's really valuable. Mm. Just after talking about scholarships, Marley went straight into talking about academics and her focus on sociology. Well, I, I kind of went for a variety pack of sociology. Um, just all the classes that sounded fun and interesting and I thought would have more discussion rather than reading and assignments. Um, so some of the classes 
were very structured on race, gender, ethnicity. Others were more theoretical and uh, terminology and kind of getting into the, the how sociology works and how you use it to look at a at a so social group because that's what it is. It's psychology is looking at the individual and the individual's brain. Sociology is looking at the group and how the group operates and how the individual affects the group and how the group affects the individual. And so the availability of knowing that being different is acceptable, is, is good, it, it brings so much to the group is encouraging more divergent groups and so um, as that grows in and it's more so encouraged in these large uh, like high populated high density areas like Seattle kind of Portland Portland's getting there I'd say uh, New York uh, places in California um, like these these hubs it's a travel hub it's mm -hmm. along uh, large interstates it, they've got major air airports right next to them mm -hmm. um, they are, are central to traveling in the states and even outside of the states mm -hmm. like from Portland I could get an interna international flight but it's cheaper it's more affordable it's quicker to get an international flight from Seattle or from New York or even sometimes Chicago, um, you have you have overlays in these areas that are more um, and and those those hubs of travel and how they interact as a group and and bring people together of a div diverse manner mm -hmm. is really fascinating to me. In the next portion of our conversation, Marley preaches a highly valuable lesson to students currently in college and to those who will be attending it in the future. As a student, my experience here specifically at University of Oregon has been so different because it's college, it's not high school or elementary school. Um, and I had some prior concept as, as to how it would be because I did take college classes in high school. Um, but the, the ability to reach out to all of my professors and just be like, hey, the deadline for this thing is tomorrow, can I please get an extension? I really want to give more of my effort to this no matter how, how much I'm fibbing or bullshitting or just like doing something to get away with doing less. Um, the, the amount of communication that's available with your teachers and the, the flexibility that they have with students, I've noticed in the sociology department at least, I know it's not the case with all departments here, um, to be able to get an extension, to get assistance, to have a second view on my assignment, um, even if they're not allowed to like say yes this is good yes this is nor no this is bad um, they're able to be like oh what's this this is a really interesting aspect of this paper that you don't touch much on you could do that mm -hmm. um, and to get that encouragement <laughs> from from professors yeah. to, to go different routes yeah i think as a student you know just going into like professor's office hours gives you such a leg up on yeah. it, like opposed to if you didn't you know because like you get a chance to meet them hear like their ideas yeah. and also they just offer valuable insight a lot of times mm -hmm. which, which is also very helpful and you know as a freshman and doing all your gen eds and your prerequisites and all the teachers are like yeah come into my office hours it's super valuable like i'll give you help like you know it's an op open door it's a re great resource um and then and then the students are like posh, I'm 
<laughs> too good for that or like I don't have the time or this is not actually going to help me I'll be fine on my own um, there's that perspective and then there's also the other perspective where it's like intimidating as well yeah, you know yeah. you're talking with like some very like prestigious people who mm -hmm. have like great research and who are like extremely um, knowledgeable in these things but good professors yeah. will always use that as like mm -hmm. a platform to put you on like to empower yeah. you as a student so yeah. I feel like taking it's, advantage it's worth of the it shot is, yeah is you great. definitely should do that yeah um and it's it's so great to be able to know that I could go back to any of my professors and, and be like, hey, you might not remember me, but you gave me advice on this or you taught me this through this class and I found it very valuable. Uh, would you want to meet or mm -hmm. like, are you teaching any of these classes mm -hmm. in the future? Um, like just being able to like reach out in the, in the future to these professors as well for that like kind of resource because some of them have really relevant life advice and mm -hmm. um, are willing to, if you've built up some connection, sometimes like the more you go to a, a professor's office hours and you, the more you build up a rapport with them individually, you can go back to them and be like, hey, this job wants a reference mm -hmm. from a teacher. Would you be willing to give it to, uh, give me a reference for yeah. this job? Um, and uh, having having just the ability to connect with my professors is a big big bonus to to education. Mm. Uh, definitely still not a fan of writing essays. Definitely still not a fan of when I had to do statistics twice because I had to do it for my gen eds and then also for my major. Um, but it was valuable to to know that numbers translate to meaningful content yeah um and recently for one of my work trainings at university of oregon or at the craft center um specifically one of the um like heads of department in the craft center he is also on this um like he the head of a board for this other part through the emu um and he's like th these are the numbers of uh, the impact, direct impact of the EMU and the Craft Center as shown by numbers done through uh, surveys of students. Like we, you can see by these surveys through these, like even though not everybody participated in the surveys and even though not everybody participated in the Craft Center specifically or in the EMU, like to certain degrees, we had an impact on students' desire to come back. We had an impact on students' desire to be more interactive in the community. Um, we were able to connect students to better resources and, and show them more, more resources that are, are available for students. Marley described a multitude of goals and ambitions to fulfill following her graduation from U of O. Here's just a snippet of those goals and the plan she laid out, as well as her conclusion of the interview with her perspective on the future. Okay, so you're you're graduating this year. Yeah. Um, this term, actually. And your next step is? So directly after I graduate, I'm going to go to Costa Rica. Um, that is kind of my graduation gift. And hopefully I'll be able to get down um, into, like, Colombia is my goal but unsure because it is, I'm a small female who's young and white and going down to those parts sometimes can be, uh, when you're traveling solo on buses and not speaking the language mm -hmm. proficiently, because I don't speak Spanish proficiently to any degree, um, 
I can understand it perfectly fine, but I can't speak it. Uh, but the comfort level of me going and traveling solo is definitely a lot less than if I had somebody to travel with. Um, but that's directly right after I graduate will be that trip. And then I'll come back and I'll work for one more term because through um, work study, you get one free term a year and that free term can be applied after you graduate um, to get one term of work. Usually it's in the summertime, you know, before you like, sometimes you can't find a job right away in the summertime or like right when you graduate. So it gives you that buffer, mm -hmm. um, which is really nice. And so I'll stay there because I really like working at the craft center and it's nice to have the knowledge of exactly where your money's coming from. After after that, after I finish working, I'm gonna possibly move in with my dad temporarily. He lives in Depot Bay. Um, and Where's that at? Depot Bay is like, it's north of Florence, south of Pacific City. Mm. Um, so it's almost straight out from Corvallis. But, and, a commute from my dad's to my sister's in Corvallis and stay at my sister's once or twice a week um, in order to go to Albany, which is right across the I-5 from uh, Corvallis, essentially, mm -hmm. and take flight classes. Um, and possibly while I'm doing that, uh, working with a family friend to set up a... Um, internship program through the University of Oregon for his company and um, make connections to be able to have students have another an, another opportunity to apply their education to a profession mm -hmm. um, to make money off of what can be seen as just a piece of paper something that is to a degree seen as worthless. It's just a proof that you can do something, mm -hmm. proof that you can be dedicated to a specific topic and get the work done. Sure. Um, which is what a lot of companies see that degree of is the dedication level mm -hmm. um, rather than the skill. Mm -hmm. um, and so sometimes you have the specified skill of like, oh, biology, you're learning. Um, or, or when you're going to become a nurse or a doctor, you have that, that there's that skill there that you are definitely learning. But then you go and you become um, like a, a resident with nursing. You, you do your residency. And that is so much more different than studying, taking notes, doing things in the academic paper sense. Mm -hmm. And so there's um, sometimes a lot of invalidation to the worth of your degree, depending on what you're getting. Yeah. Um, psychology, sociology, um, like history, English, some of those more like soft topics of, of paper knowledge, of, of uh, brain stuff rather than science and fact mm -hmm. and practical use. Like going and getting, um, doing a, what's it called? A trade, doing trade instead, like yeah, going to yeah. trade school mm -hmm. instead. Like that is a surefire skill that you go and develop through learning and apprentice, apprenticing, hands-on learning. Hands learning. And so when you're, like for me, all I've done is talk about theories, terms, how to have these conversations, how to look at different, how to look at statistics. That's mm -hmm. one of the few things that I feel like is, is something that's more of a hard, tangible outcome of something that I've learned. Everything else is just like, oh, I've 
refined my perspective, opinion, and knowledge uh, on certain topics. Mm. Whereas what he's hoping to be able to incorporate by doing this and setting this program up through his company is being able to give the opportunity to students to apply that just general knowledge in a worthwhile, worth meaningful, in a meaningful way. And harnessing that. Yeah, and harnessing that and, and giving that to students and also to be able to improve his company and improve, improve the, the product and the outreach that his company has. Harnessing it and providing value and on provi- that. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, and, and so that's something that I might do as well outside of graduation. Um, maybe even starting soon, depending on, on what his availability mm-hmm. looks like and when he wants to get started on it. Um, but that's something that's kind of exciting. And, and I thought I wouldn't do anything with my degree. I was like, oh, I'll get this degree and I'll do nothing with it. You're a master of social <laughs> groups and stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> oh, know. yeah, it's masterful, <laughs> you know. Um, being able to look at a, at a social group statistically and through, like, just having that for my own personal site mm-hmm. is, like, valuable. I mean, I, you know, I think... It, it is valuable, you know, and I think yeah. people would be a lot more empathetic and a lot more understanding if it, if it was kind of integrated a little bit more with standard more. curriculum. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then after that, what's next? <sighs> no clue. One of my, my dreams, like one of my future, like, goals that I just kind of fantasize about is uh, buying property in France. Uh, doing something similar to an Airbnb, but a little bit more uh, submersive into a f- fantasy type realm of having just a, a retreat of aesthetic, essentially being able to kind of like step out of um, modern technology and modern modern architecture and going into a more like old, like classic mm-hmm. um, structure of of simplicity to a degree like you know you still have wi-fi and you can still have your modern like gadgets and whatnot but to be encouraged to like i want to have a studio i want to have a, a huge art studio that has like ceramics similar to the craft center like ceramics building uh, woodworking uh pot like like jewelry making maybe even a glass studio like all of these cool things uh-huh. that that guests who come to stay even as like an overnight like airbnb or like a hotel kind of thing or even being able to host groups like having it all closed down except for a large group um coming in and just wanting to stay all together Mm -hmm. and reserving the entire property that i i would i would myself either like get a property that's nice enough or uh renovate renovate thank you renovating the property and um being able to to host groups and encourage them to like participate in crafts and go around and like how encouraging self-indulgence mm-hmm. um and escapism and escapism sure. yeah because yeah. like you know people go people go to hawaii and stay in a huge up, like building complex for their hotel and Mm -hmm. sure it's kind of bougie and they get to have room service um and they go to the beach and they tan but they are still very much present in that they have they have their devices they have all of the everybody else that they have to interact with and it's kind of impersonal sometimes Mm -hmm. like there's that again back back to back to not knowing everybody else's story not knowing anybody else and like being 
removed and distanced from who you're staying around mm-hmm. because you have hundreds of other people and families staying in these buildings. Yeah. And so my my dream is to be able to kind of create kind of like a, a impartial community of of openness to bring people who are wanting to have their own seclusive retreat but also being able to be like hey we have meal time now or like you know you can get something brought to a private you can like yeah. go and bring your food to a private room or you can come and eat mm-hmm. here in like the dining room and like a central together. central meeting space yeah. and you can kind of collaborate and, and having and an stuff. open kitchen where like we do have people who come in and cook large meals uh-huh. or we all cook large meals together and it's kind of like a um like hey i'll check in with my guests and see how they feel about maybe eating all together or if they want to like do their own thing but like having food provided so they can take care of themselves or be taken care of mm-hmm. um and and being able to talk and have something like this where i get to hear a whole bunch of different yeah. stories and um and it'd be really fun if in the in the building of this like let's say i have to completely renovate the entire property and like i have an acre or two of property i want i'd want to like get kind of like work away as a program um it's a really cool program that my dad has been a part of with the kombucha business and learning about that and i want to participate in it um, and be a work away or myself and going to these places uh, what is that work away is um a, a program that connects like um homesteads small companies um farms really anything um with people who want to travel and also work mm-hmm. so it, it's like oh i'm gonna go and work on this uh, farm in in the south of France and help them with their five Pyrenees dogs like not like huge fluff balls and maintain their property and uh, maybe put in a new watering system or something like like it's really mm-hmm. kind of you get to browse what options there are and and then um, or you get to put up what you want mm-hmm. a, from a work away or to come in. Oh, cool. Um, so you can have people without any experience at all. Or you can, like, specify um, and say, hey, I want somebody who has um, the knowledge of how to maybe install electrical or plumbing or do something structural. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can be like, hey, I just want somebody who doesn't have bad knees come and help me with my garden mm-hmm. um, in this location. And there's a lot of places that are in the States and um, a lot of places not in the States, like Japan and, and Europe um, and, uh, and South America. And it's uh, a really cool program to like just browse on the different available um, opportunities that you can get from these. Because you could be in the city or not in the city. And um, it'd be really cool because you don't have to pay them. They come and stay for free. Oh, you okay. host them and they work for you. So it's like it's a exchange exchange. Yeah. It's an equal exchange. Mm-hmm. And they also have their time off. Mm-hmm. And so they can go and explore and have their time off and have fun mm-hmm. and have full freedom. Yeah. They just kind of work a little bit and, and make things easier for mm-hmm. you. And that's the real value in it. So you get to a meet people mm-hmm. and b have help and give give something in return for it. Yeah. Um, even if you don't have much. Mm-hmm. And so if I were to be able to obtain property, I'd be able to provide shelter and hopefully food Mm -hmm. and take care of them for uh, starting a garden, uh, putting in a gray water system, uh, building a collecting furnishing for like being like, hey, 
do you, does somebody really like to thrift and go find really great furniture? Let's go and do that together. He's got that great eye for yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Finding all the right pieces to, to furnish this place with. Nice. Um, being able Creating to- Creating a world almost. Yeah. Is really cool. Yeah. And so that's, that's something I kind of have a fantasy of being able to accomplish in, in my future and being able to like, my sisters and my family have been like, well, if you, if you get this, if you're able to acquire property, if you're able to start this, we'll help. And if you get this situated and, and um, you've got it accomplished and you have it going and it's going and you want help, my sister's like, yeah, during the summer terms, because she's, she's planning on having a child mm-hmm. and staying in the States probably, mm-hmm. um, or even just being in a different place, but mm-hmm. maybe not where I'm at. Yeah. And she's like, yeah. And so when my, my child is in school, I'll stay here with my child and my family. And when they're on summer break or even winter break or something like that, I'll come and help you and you can then travel while I'm managing the property. <laughs> um, and I was like, oh my goodness, that would be awesome because then I could still travel. Yeah. Cause that's something I really want to do. I really want to travel yeah. and get out there and experience and, and do that once I'm an actual full, full fledged adult. Cause 20 <laughs> is not quite there yet. Um, especially in America. I mean, I don't know if hearing, hearing your story, hearing all the stuff and the ideas that you put forth, it sounds like you're a real go-getter. You've got great ambition. <laughs> you've got a great team and you seem like you have a great game plan down. So I don't know. I, I'm excited to see where you go. I'm excited to, um, hopefully visit that French, um, Airbnb someday. Yeah. And I wish you all the best on that. I'm it's, it's, I'm definitely the kind of individual who, like, with my like, with me taking flight classes, classes, with all of my friends and my family, I'm like, hey, do you ever want to go on a flight? Once I have my license, <laughs> once I have my license, let's go, let's get in the air. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, why not? Mm-hmm. Um, and they're all like, why would you do that for free? Why would, why would you just like, offer up your time and like to to rent a plane because it's really expensive to buy a plane yeah, yeah. Um, and like that kind of stuff to just fly somebody around I'm like because it's fun because I would want somebody to do that for me because I can mm-hmm. once I get there yeah why not yeah yeah that's that's great living with the question why not that's your, like, yeah. your philosophy um, I feel like you could honestly end with that but I always give people a final um, opportunity do you have any message to the audience at all there's something that you want to leave people with definitely the the why not open Um, mentality has been really helpful to me being able to just be like it's this this won't if this doesn't have any negative critical impact on anyone directly if this has something positive something that could be a value and any opportunity that you see that maybe you're like oh I don't have this right skill set for this even though it's available to be like, but why not? Why not maybe develop the skill set through it, this opportunity? Why why not take take this and go with it? Just kind of mess around and have fun and and use your time for it use, as well. I think yeah, and having the variety in life is so to me it's fulfilling to have variety. That's all for our show today. Special thanks to Marla McKee for coming on the show and sharing her story. If you'd like more information from the episode today, check the show notes below. We've got just one more episode in the first season, then it'll be back to the drawing board for more ideas on improving the show going forward. The best way you can support our show is to share it with your friends and family. Additionally, you can now subscribe to the show on Anchor for a variety of unique perks. If you'd like to stay up to date with current episodes and projects, you can follow the show on all major social platforms at Uniquely Eugene. 
I look forward to sharing with all of you in the last episode of the season. Until then, I wish you all the best and thank you for tuning in to the Uniquely Gene Podcast.